wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And we are moving. We are moving on out of this little hideaway that we've started to uh, take refuge in on Tatooine while we've been trapped on planet. And we've secured ourselves passage off-world. So we'll be going into the new year with new expectations, new goals, new jobs, and the same old problems. How you feeling, Paul? I'm so glad to get out of this place. There are so many infestations that I don't even want to talk about. There's so many of them that I can't even name them all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're just looking through this old junk that we've got around here and deciding what should go and what should come with us. So we're kind of picking apart some of the memories and stuff that we've found like, oh, I've, I've I found my old blaster from that one job where I, I I I traded in my blaster for a fake blaster. That was fun. Got some cool stuff over here. But yeah, we're just kind of we're just kind of rehashing the uh, the year. Just looking at the year in review. Paul, it's been a it's been a wild ride of Legion this year. What would you agree? Oh yeah, like starting from almost nothing and. Now almost back in the full swing of things. It's it's been a ride, that's for sure. I agree. Speaking of rides, we've got a one we've got one wild ride for you today, which I almost should call that the the that should almost be the the first segment title. Uh, because but I'll but I'll break down our segments here. So we're going to be talking about uh, Paul and I have both played in a, a skirmish event, like event tournament whatever you want to call it, uh, in the past month. Uh, mine was literally just, you know, eight hours ago. <laughs> mine was eight hours ago as the time of recording, and Paul's was a week ago. Yep. And we both played some fun lists. Um, mine is definitely going to be called a wild ride. Um, <laughs> so we'll talk about that. That one was today. And then we'll go back and we'll talk about um, Paul's tournament. And then we're going to kind of go on a little journey here and because we don't want to introduce too much time traveling into star wars because that's bad we should well not all bad but it, it gets messy we'll say that um but we will go back to the start of this year and try to like rehash and look out what and, and look at to where we came from and where we're at now and then we'll kind of go and see and see where we can figure out where the future is going to be I think it seems like a good plan. I don't know what liquid I just stepped in, but that is coming from that box over there. So I think that box ought to stay here, Paul. Yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't. Okay. Uh. Anyway, while I try to clean this off, uh. So we played in Muncie today with the newest, uh, with the newest op kit, AMG's first op kit, we should say, the the skirmish tournament op kit did you guys have that at your event paul we did as well yeah 
Nice. So, did you play for all of the cards, or did you just play for some of the cards? Um, the the TO for our group actually uh, tried to give out the cards based on what faction you played. So that's pretty good. Uh, you got you know the command cards for the faction you played, and um, just tried to give out as many um, of the the decks of objective cards to yeah. people who didn't have them first because so many of us have multiple sets from you know the last year's uh-huh. stuff um but again most of us had them so um we played a little bit for some of those but it, it was mostly just kind of uh, everybody kind of got stuff that they wanted and people who wanted to upgrade their decks to the new year pretty much got to so very nice the the back of those cards, the new decks are mm-hmm. objective decks is really cool. I like. Yeah, that. I was actually I was actually like, whoa! I did not know that these had different backs. That's actually really cool. So yeah, I actually don't want to cover those up compared to the last ones. <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh, I could put these in clear card sleeves and not and not be mad. So um, we'll go ahead and briefly go through. What all comes in this skirmish box? Because I don't think we we didn't talk about that last month, right? No, I don't think so. Well, in case we didn't, I, I don't feel like yeah, I don't I don't think we did either. But in case we in case we missed it, I it's like yeah, I seriously don't. Anyway, um, so what all comes in this box? What is this box? This is the skirmish league, uh, uh or yeah, the skirmish league op kit. I don't know what you want to call it. That uh, the first op kit, organized play kit that AMG has put out uh, for Star Wars Legion. They've done it in, I believe it was announced and everything in November, like at the end of November. And then they started rolling it out to stores and everything. Uh, most stores were able to get them. So you should be able to find some kind of store near you probably doing it as we speak, like sometime this month. Or if they're anything like Muncie, they might be stretching it out. And then I'll talk about that in a minute. So... The everything that comes in this box, it comes with X number of skirmish decks. I don't actually know how many decks came in it. Um, do you know? Do you know how many, Paul? I do not. How many people were in your event? Um, how many did we have? Ten. Ten. Did everyone was everyone able to get a deck, or was it like some of the people? So again, uh, no, it was it was only some of the people, but okay, most so... people already had one. So, and I and honestly, I don't know if my store was open two kits or if we just had one open. Okay. Well, either way, there's <laughs> more more than four, less than ten. Between four and ten, as far as we know, uh, skirmish decks are available in this box. Um, and then there are two sets of pretty much everything i'm about to say so there are alternate art captain rex cards the command the command cards alternate art princess leia command cards alternate art count dooku command cards alternate art general veers command cards expanded art arc trooper and arc trooper strike team unit cards expanded art Mandalorian Resistance and Mandalorian Resistance Clan Ren cards. Expanded Art, um, Commando Droids, and Commando Droid Strike Team cards. And finally, Expanded Art, ISF, 
Imperial Special Forces and Imperial Special Forces Inferno Squad cards. So it was quite the jam-packed box of alternate art cards and very, very fun. Very beautiful. Um, Definitely worth playing, especially because I love Skirmish. And if you're torn on Skirmish, you know, you can play... You, you can you can try you can just go in and try to have fun with it you know if you if skirmish isn't your cup of tea then it's not your cup of tea try to see if you can get the cards another way but you know i had a i have a blast with skirmish i i love it it's it's fun it feels casual it's a lot more casual than 800 points and sometimes that's just your cup of tea in the moment you know what i mean yeah, I think, I mean, it opens up different units for sure that you can play that are a bit stronger in that format. But I also feel like it just gives you an opportunity to, like, test a certain unit that you want to play with and and be able to focus a little bit more on that unit and not have to worry about all the other things in your army at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, and just And not as many things that your opponent's going to use against it, right? Like... You don't have to worry about four things shooting at it before it gets to right. go again. Before it gets to you do know? anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just want to actually test out what a unit can do. You can definitely test it out in skirmish. I think that's a good. I think it's a good point. Yeah, I like to. I like to test out new stuff or just like new little combinations that I haven't played before and just see, you know, how they work and and you don't have to worry about positioning on the board as much because you're like in it right away right you don't right. have to sit there at that like oh i'm at range four i'm gonna poke you a little bit you're gonna poke me a little bit and then we're gonna get into it it's kind of just into the fray right away yeah so we had a grand total of five people play today including myself and yeah i missed today <laughs> yeah that's all right because we only had prizes for four people and i had to put up a fifth prize because, um, well, someone else was, so, so Bob wasn't able to make it today because he's got health issues right now that we're praying is starting to go away. Cause he felt, he yeah. said he felt pretty good today. So when I, when I talked to him, he like at the end of the day, he was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling that bad today. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. He's, he's at least in the, a, he's starting to feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, just hoping that continues. But he, so he passed on the. Uh, organized play running of the event today onto someone else and told me, he was like, oh yeah, so-and-so is going to be running it today. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that should be interesting because they usually don't do Legion, but okay, sure, that's fine. So I show up and I bring Josh with me and we went and play, or we were getting ready to like set up and everything. And then I was like in the shop, just like looking around. And one of the people that works at the store who I pretty much never talked to ever came over to me and was like, I've been instructed to give these to you. And I was like, excuse me? And she just handed me four skirmish decks and then all the rebel cards with that come in the skirmish box. And she's like, that's the prize support for today. And you're in charge. And <laughs> basically, in, basically in like 10 words was like, figure it out. You're in charge. Go have fun. And I was just like, oh, Okay, <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm running today. <laughs> so I went back in and I was just like, okay, so we have five people and they handed me four skirmish decks. Thankfully, someone didn't want to, didn't, a lot of people were just like, oh, I don't need one. But, you know, we, we gave all four of them out. And then one person was just like, literally don't give it to me. <laughs> they were just like, I don't want any more copies of this deck. 
I was just like, that is fair. So, um, and then, so what we did was we, we only are, we only played for the rebel cards today. So what he, so what Bob's deciding to, I don't know if it was Bob's decision entirely, but it was somebody's decision that they were going to stretch the op kit out for at least four months because they're going to do one month perfection. So okay. the rebel, the rebel cards were this month. So we had four prizes technically because it was the Mando art cards and the Leia command cards. And there was two sets of those. So that was four prizes. And then we didn't really have a fifth prize. So I put forth a, uh, a full set of the dice time alt art cards as like a fifth as a fifth prize. Nice. And then I was like, now I really don't hope I get last and end up with that because <laughs> then I'd just go home with nothing, but that's okay. Um, I My goal for the day was to come home with a set of those Leia cards because that's literally like the, if I only got one thing out of this whole kit, I needed those cards. That was like all I wanted. So Yeah, and you, you play here too quite often. Right, that's why I was like, oh, I, I need these. <laughs> So I was like, okay, my mission is come home, come home today with these. So yeah, they're we, quite, they're good card. Like the the art on them is really good. I know the art is so beautiful on all of them. I was just like, oh man. Uh, anyway, so in order to secure the princess, I played none other than Han Solo, the scruffy looking nerf herder himself. And with him, I brought his best buddy Chewie. Both of them rocking uh, the situational situational awareness, and then with the help of uh, with the help of my wonderful co-host Paul and some good <laughs> suggestions, we brought a sweet pimp and ride for Han Solo to swing around in, which was a decked out land speeder, which I gotta say sounded fun in concept, was absolutely fun in practice but literally nobody wanted a part of it so they would shut it down as fast as they could and i was not skilled at playing it uh so that was the center focus of the list then we had a a unit of wookies with the new battle shield because we said that all the kashyyyk stuff would be legal today we we had a group vote on it and then tenacity and then Two rebels, two rebel troopers with the SX twenty one shotgun. I think that was it. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six activations. So that was my list. It was exactly five hundred points, or it should have been. Anywho, so we played that. Um, round one, I played against. Uh, I played against Richie, and he brought. What did he bring? He brought. Oh gosh, now I'm starting to draw blanks. I should have wrote all this stuff down, man. I took did pictures. It, did he bring his Magna Guard? He did not bring Magna Guard. Okay. Nobody That's brought what Magna he played Guard. At I think I think everyone went into it assuming that it wasn't going to be legal, and then we all decided at the start that it could be legal. <laughs> no, I know he brought Empire. Oh, he brought the Walker. He <laughs> we called his list Imperial Assault because he was playing uh, an ATSD with General Weiss as his commander. Oh, oh, and then yeah, at five hundred points. Oh, five hundred points. <laughs> so and then strong. A unit of shores with Gideon and the Astromech. There was a mortar. 
there was a unit of stormtroopers with a specialist with I think the T twenty one. Or one of those one of those heavy one of those Imperial heavy. Yeah, he likes to run the I think T twenty one and specialist and then yeah. just roll re roll tons of white dice. And then a unit of IRG with the lecture staff. That was his list and it was uh, really good. Yeah, that so IRG we, keeping his troops alive and then just let Weiss. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was bad. Um, so you will do much better job explaining to people how to play Han and a land speeder. But, um, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing. And uh, most of the time, Han would end up dead by round two. And then the rest of this list would just try to have to pick up the slack. <laughs> um, so I was kind of sad. <laughs> the ATSD had blast, so no cover for Han. And I was like, oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that's really bad for the new low profile keyword. Yeah. I was like blast has become has become more valuable in those cases and Blast yeah, and Sharpshooter too. And Sharpshooter really too, good. yep. Yep. Um and <laughs> another epic moment which I'll which happened in my third game, <laughs> which I will tell you about coming up soon. But literally the most epic thing that happened all day happened in my third game after everything didn't matter. And it was so <laughs> much fun. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we had a cool mo- uh, the The almost cool moment that happened was as we were getting Han down to like one hit point in one of the rounds, uh, Richie moved his ATST up to like could have been in base contact with the land speeder. And I was begging for him to use the ATST's melee weapon to just kick Han Solo to death out of the land speeder because he just needed one more <laughs> hit. I was like, please do this bonkers stuff. And he's just like, no. So he just, he just shot him to pieces right at point blank, which was still awesome. Not for me, but for the for the for the walker it was awesome. Um and we played we played breach, improvised defenses and flanking positions. So my entire game was trying to get was I got both like uh, one of my rebel units over over like along the borderline of one of the lines, and I got Chewy over there as well, and he was kind of just like harassing me with a bunch of stuff. But then eventually, by the end of like round five, he had cleared off enough to get like three units in. He had killed the speeder. He had killed the he he he'd killed pretty much all of my stuff and outscored me by like a unit. At the end, so Richie took round one, and I was like, "Well, that's to be expected." Fair enough. Yeah, that ATST is—I mean, it's just throwing so many dice every turn. Yeah, so I was like, you know, probably not optimal matchup because you know it's a big, huge tower that has blast on it. So I was like, you know, that's fair. I'll—I'll I'll give him another shot. Yeah, and you so didn't—you didn't really have a whole lot of uh, impact to no. stop that. No. It was sad, but it was fun. I had a fun game with him. So we go to round two. I played against uh, I played against jo- uh, Josh Crady. I think his name is the last name. He is a new. He he's relatively new to our scene, uh, but he's an amazing player. Um, knows knows pretty much all the rules super well. Doesn't like skirmish and made a list in order to prove it. <laughs> is what awesome. it is what he has said. Um, it is a very terrifying, scary list, and he knows how to play it really well. So I played him round two, and he had 
It was a separatist list. It is Dooku. I don't know. I don't know all the upgrades. Now, this one I'm not going to know all the upgrades on, so I'm sorry about that beforehand. But it was Dooku and Maul, and then two B1s with uh, an HQ uplink on one of them. And that's his whole list. Literally just those four activations. And I was like, wow. That's uh Yeah. That's that's cool, buddy. <laughs> and he will infiltrate Maul pretty much like right up on you behind line of sight blocking when he can. And then Maul do- does all sorts of saber user shenanigans and force user shenanigans in order to mess your whole life up and then while that's going on and you're freaking out dooku is slow marching up the board except now he has burst of speed so he gets there faster and he's uh gonna have a great time with your face and it is and last month when we played or the last time we played skirmish and i played against this list uh i was playing my tantive four team list with four fleet troopers and he messed me up because I am terrible when it comes to the saber user sh- force user shenanigans game. Uh, I never know how to I never know how to tackle it right, and that's just because I'm not a competitive player and I'm just I just play casually, so I, I don't come across that very often. And then when I do, I'm basically caught with my pants down because I'm just like ah, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So I did my best. I got Wookies to charge into Mall pretty much right away because i was like i'm gonna choose this melee um went in got a couple hits in on maul or did a couple wounds on him i think two and i was like that's pretty good that was a good start and then dooku got in you know dooku i think got my wookies before they yeah dooku zapped my wookies before they were able to get into maul but then i still got two wounds on maul when i did charge him so that worked out um, Han and the land speeder went by, did some pot shots, got a couple damage on Dooku. We were playing, um, control. So we were pl- fighting for the middle objective and I was like, maybe I can outbody him. Like maybe I can live long enough. Cause he literally only has four activations. Uh, even though two of them are all he needs in order to, to totally table <laughs> me. <laughs> So I was like, maybe I can outbody him though, and I was like, maybe if I can just if I can just work on killing them fast enough, then I can get through it. So I get the rebel troopers as far away from Dooku and Maul as possible. I literally like skirted them up the opposite board edge, and then wrapped them around. And he finally popped his B ones out from the corner and was like, okay, we'll just take pot shots at these rebels, and actually was killing a couple of them because. Boy, when you don't invest anything in those B1s, they roll like gods. At least <laughs> at least one crit on average. Wow. Every time. It was pretty great. <laughs> I was like, don't start putting points into them, though, because then they won't start rolling. They won't roll like that anymore. Yeah, it's just those white dice, man. <laughs> so he gets to take pot shots at Rebels. Super fun. And then we had a little war in the middle. Chewy. Oh, uh, the speeder went by and got a couple damage on Dooku. So he's at, like, two... By by this point, like, with all the pot shots and random stuff we had done... Oh, Chewie took a shot at him, too, and did a damage or two. And then the speeder went by and did a damage on him. So he's at, like, three. So then, like, the next turn rolls around. And because he did this, like, play where he moved out his B1s... And he could probably... 
if he's going to listen to this or not, he can probably correct me, but I'm pretty sure what happened is because he moved his B1s out and shot, he didn't recover his HQ uplink. And then the card he played that turn only gave Maul an order, so he actually didn't have perfect control like he usually does in that list. Because that's one of the reasons he made that list that way, is because he could have perfect control every time. Yeah. And so what? It, so he didn't have... So he actually did have a stack or a bag to pull from this time. And so I activated first, and I got Chewie to rush into melee with um, Dooku and punched him. And got two damage through on him. And so Dooku's at five of six damage. And I was so... I was like, ah, oh, man. Like, Chewie could have walked up and just, like, clocked Dooku and just f- killed him right there. And I was like, ah, <laughs> so close. And then he went to his stack to pull Dooku. And he actually pulled a B1. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. So they had to do an AI shoot. And then they recovered and got their HQ uplink back. And I was like, okay. Well, I've got one more shot because I had a Wookiee that Darth Maul had pushed out of melee with him so so he could escape and start running around and do other stuff. And so I ran the the lone Wookiee leader who was left into Dooku and did exactly one damage and killed Count Dooku right there. Nice. And that literally turned the whole game around because if that didn't happen, like I'm pretty sure I was going to lose. <laughs> But yeah, so Rebel Troopers ended up cleaning up um, the B1s, and then by the time of the end of the game, Darth Maul was left on one wound. I had one Rebel Trooper who, one lone Rebel Trooper unit leader who was going to run up and one black die, no aim, punch Maul in the face and try to kill him, and he blanked out, so it didn't happen. Wow. But if that did happen and he failed to save, I would have tabled. I would have tabled him. On the one punch man unit leader that I had, <laughs> but um, but it was a really great game. He he, that list is so scary and it puts the fear of God in me every time I stand across from it. I'm just like, oh God, what am I gonna do? So he he's he's an amazing player. Um, he he did he wasn't able to kill as much as I thought he was. I thought he was just gonna table me again. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, Han didn't make it past round two, and they ended up... Uh, oh, he ended up putting... I have a photo of it. I might post it. Uh, Darth Maul jumped in front of the land speeder in order to melee Han Solo. <laughs> and, it, and it looked great. It's it, was, awesome. it, was, it was just a great picture. So, so I ended up winning round two because it was control, and I basically had more bodies on the middle point for the first three rounds, and then at the end of the game as well because Darth Maul was the only one left. So I ended up winning... Uh, like five zero on control, which nice. was not at all what I expected. <laughs> but uh, it was it was welcomed. I'll take it. So then we played the last round, and I played Josh, not the Josh I just played, but I played the Josh that I came with. Uh, Josh Bandy, good friend of mine, is the is the guy that you see on the Dice Time uh battle reports, the ones that are up right now. If you go on the Legion Academy YouTube channel and you see those, that's that's the guy I played. So we, he had brought Empire, as as are his tradition, his his favorite faction, but he brought Darth Vader, um, with esteemed leader. This was Commander Vader, so now he has the commander slot. So he had esteemed leader, force barrier, burst of speed, and 
he had something else. I just can't think of it right now. Uh, oh, saber throw. I was gonna yeah. say probably saber throw. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, yep, definitely saber throw. Um, and then he had some IRG, the Electro Staff. He had two units of Ion Snows, mm-hmm. and then a short trooper, a naked short trooper. Okay. Yeah. Pretty. Oh, the X and the and the Snows all had an extra trooper as well. So it was pretty pretty good solid list. I was actually pretty terrified to go up against it and we're playing dude all day i had elimination in my first row of the every battle deck so i had to cancel i always had to use my first thing to cancel elimination because i was just like that is six points i can just give you forget that (laughs) yeah you have three things that score double points and yeah none of like none of them are guaranteed to survive right no. they're all white saves <laughs> in fact in most of them two of in, in most all my games at least two of them died yeah <laughs> so um so we ended up playing uh pivotal positions uh let's see pivotal positions the i think meeting engagement is the two square ones two square corners and then Oh, wait, it wasn't the two square corners. It was the L-shaped ones. So the L-shaped corners and uh, War Weary. Uh, I, I I cut us down to War Weary to uh, hamper Darth Vader a little bit. I'm like, I don't care about courage. I'm just going to I'm just going to suck at courage no matter what. But you depend on it. So <laughs> you depend on it not to panic. So I'm going to force your hand a little bit. And we were playing on uh, the Mustafar table in Muncie, which is always a favorite of mine. Uh, it's always always a lot of fun on that table. Yeah. And because uh, all the lava looks like super cool and everything, I love I love a fit, like hobbied tables. I love three D printed tables because they always look great, but I really love the character that comes in hobbied tables. And we played a grudge match that was super epic. We at one point had uh well before we get to that. I'll, I'll say I ran pretty much everything up one side of the board because there was only two pivotal positions. There was the one in the middle, and then there was the and then there was one in between uh, Josh and Maya's corner, like between if ah okay, let me say it this way: if you number a square, corners one, two, three, and four, and Josh's L was in one, and my corner was in four. There was a there was a pivotal position in corner two, so okay. we both had pretty much equal space to get to it. It was just a matter of who could get there first. Right. But then after that, there was no other terrain that could fit that that met the conditions, which means that it's not placed. So we only had two pivotal positions. Mm, so interesting, yeah, yeah, it was it was difficult. <laughs> so we were running for. Um, I ran pretty much my whole army up the right side to try and grab that point. And then I committed Han and the land speeder up the middle, well, around the other side of the board, actually, to flank his army, because I was able to save them until last. So he ran his whole army to the right a little bit, and then Han Solo and the land speeder, I, I triple moved the land speeder to get into a flanking position behind all of them, and then took some out of, sh- out of, uh, out of cover shots while I had the chance, like between the end of round one and the start of round two. Uh, because quickly after that, uh, the plan fell apart. <laughs> it, uh, it was a great plan, awesome plan. Started working in theory, 
I sorry about the mess. I took out even more dudes at the start of round two. And then everything hit the fan really fast in two activations. It was the one-two punch of snowtroopers, ion, bang, three damage to the, to the land speeder through three crits that I just couldn't do anything about. Uh, and ioned it, and I was like, ouch, that sucks. And then uh, I was like, okay, that sucks. And I went over and I did something else on one of the other units. And then he was like, all right, and then I'm going to go Darth Vader. Uh, moved up to touch the land speeder right in front of the land speeder and then just meleeed the land speeder and just cut it in half. Oh. And I was like, that's not great. <laughs> uh, that was literally probably the most epic thing I had seen all day was Han Solo just flying this land speeder and then Darth Vader just steps from out behind this cliff corner, steps in front of it, and then just Samurai just cuts it in half right down the middle, and Han Solo just gets blown out of it and takes the damage and the suppression. And uh, he was just... It, and, and Josh looked at me, and he was just like, and now Han Solo's game is run from Darth Vader and see if he lives. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I had some Wookiees that uh, jumped over the middle objective, or scaled over the middle objective, I should say, and rushed melee with Darth Vader and were trying to slow him down. And I was, and I played reckless diversion to see if that could keep up. But, uh, he got some IRG in there as well and started making work of the Wookiees. This melee got really intense. So I went with reckless diversion and, uh, tried to get, tried to get out of there. But before I could do that, he played Vader's might. And he was like, so, uh, before Han Solo gets too far over there, I'm just gonna go ahead and bring him on back here. <laughs> and I was like, no, please. So Han Solo, I'm like we were saying cinematically, is just running, and then suddenly, like, the background's not moving anymore, and he looks down, and he's floating off the ground, and he's being pulled back to Vader. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vader's like, might no. is so strong. Yep, so we just brought him over, and then Vader was just like, hey, man, how's it going? And there was, and then there went Han Solo. <laughs> so, uh, Vader was, uh, very much made his points worth completely. So, that was wild. Would you, did you ever go up against any Vader in your game, Paul? Um... Not not at the 500-point tournament. I played against an Anakin and a Palpatine, though. So you played against Vader, just not Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, I played, played against... You played predecessor Vader. Yes. <laughs> um, I can say, without a doubt, stupidly scary in Skirmish, after he took down my Heavy and my Commander each in one attack. Now, I will fair, tell they you... They were damaged a little bit before that attack, but still... All it took was Darth Vader to do one dedicated attack and would just kill it. <laughs> I, I played a game with um, a very similar list at 800 points to his, just added, you know, a few hundred more points worth of stuff. But Vader with burst of speed, Commander Vader is gross. And yeah. and I and from what I understand, I haven't played him yet. I haven't tried it yet. But Op Vader is really, really good, too. So there's a lot. Vader's is really good now really good yeah and, and i will say anakin in that 
respect is also, you know, got a little bit of a buff there too, and is also much better than he used to be. And scary. Um, all versions of Vader are scary. <laughs> yeah, they are. So, uh, I don't know if I need to uh, build any suspense more on this game, but let's just say that there was one chance of the if if Rebel shenanigans shook out a certain way, if the Wookiees won like won their melee enough. There could have been a world where maybe, just maybe, I had a chance to win, but it very quickly dissipated. <laughs> so it was, uh, it, it, like, even after the whole Han and Land Speeder thing, there was a slim chance, so I was still fighting for it, because uh, Rebels always win on points. Uh, not points destroyed, but uh, vict- objective points. Um, but that was not the case today, so uh, the Empire took the day for sure. Um, so I, the whole day, I went two and one. Um, but we had fun. We handed out all the prizes. Um, I'm pretty sure, I think, statistically, I got last place. I'm not sure on that, but I think I did. Anyway, um, whether or not, we, we all shook out how we wanted to divvy up the prizes and everything based on rankings and based on who wanted what. And we kind of just all, because there was only five of us, we kind of just chatted it out, like, who really wanted what and all that. So Richie ended up taking the the Leia cards and then gifting him to me, which was super nice because he was just like, he, he, he said, I'm going to get all the skirmish cards at some point anyway. He was like, so if this is like your main chance of like getting them, he's just like, I just want you to have them then. And I was like, well, that's really cool of you, man. Thank you. Because that's like literally the only thing I wanted in this whole box set. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to try to I'll try to get everything, but I'm my mission was literally only the lay of cards. So if I retire now with this with this op kit i'll be fine um the mandos would be cool too and and josh ended up getting those so he will probably be um so he'll probably be getting a trade with me with whatever i get when we do empire month yeah so we'll shake that out so we had fun paul why don't you talk us through how your event went yeah, um, I actually um, got the Leia cards as well. <laughs> Yay! I, I did not play Rebels, though. Um, we had so many clone players <laughs> at oh, our no. event. It was crazy. <laughs> I was playing clones because I was like, you know what? I feel like not as many people are going to bring them, and uh, I'll yeah. bring them. And that would the other be my reasons? thought, too, but I guess not. Yeah, no, we had a ton of clone players, and so I let all the clone players take the, like, Rex cards and stuff, and I just, I took the Leia ones, because, you know, I play Rebels anyway a lot, so um, didn't bother me at all. But I played, um, I, I played a list, I was gonna take a Saber Tank, and then I went to my local game store, like, a week before the event, and realized I hadn't picked up, like three releases worth of stuff. And so I picked up the uh, the support platform infantry support platforms, the flutter crafts, the spider droids, the magna guards, um what was it the um the droid uh super tactical droids. Yep. 
um, the yep. snail tanks. Like I had a huge box of stuff waiting for me at the at the game store, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, dang! With this 500 point event, I better build some of these new models and play with them." So I, I made a list. My list. Um, I played with a lot of stuff that I hadn't played with. I was hoping to get two fluttercrafts done and um, put them on the table. I was not able to get two of them done. Man, there's a couple parts that are just really a pain to get on there. And I didn't have as much time as I thought I was going to to get them put together. So my my list had a change. I had to drop a fluttercraft for a bark speeder um, last minute. Uh, because I have my bark speeders made, but I had a clone commander with recon intel, a phase one with fives, a recon intel, and then a phase one with the rocket trooper recon intel, a bark speeder with twin laser, the fluttercraft. Uh, this might be a surprise to people, but with the gunner, the bowcaster on the back, mm. not not the bombs. What? Um, yeah. And then I did the infantry support platform with the elite armor pilot, the twin blasters and link targeting array. So really all, I mean, the whole idea of this list was one. I wanted to play stuff that I haven't played. Uh, believe it or not, I've never played fives in a list. I've never played clone commander. Um, I've, and obviously I just got the fluttercraft and the infantry support platform. So the majority of my list I hadn't played before. Um, and I just wanted to try out some stuff that, you know, I hadn't gotten to the table. And really this list is all about the fire support plays, right? Like most of the time, um, the clone commander is giving the face up order or, you know, his order to, um, fives, which goes to the rocket trooper phase one so those two always have orders and then i'm trying to give an order to the infantry support platform and most of the time i can give an order to the infantry support platform and the commander so the only thing left in my pile are the two supports so a lot of activation control in there and then just a lot of fire support plays trying to throw you know 12, 13, 14 dice, <laughs> you know, at a time at people and just seeing if they can survive. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun. Honestly, I've never, I don't really use fire support a ton when I play clones or when I have in the past. And so just rolling just giant dice pools was, was a lot of fun. Just, you know, collecting all the dice and just letting them fly everywhere. Um, I, I had a good time with it. Um, I ended up, Richie played in our event as well the week before, um, but he was late showing up. So um, our the store uh, owner uh, played a game, which was Fun. awesome because I've I've never played a game with him, and I got paired with him in the first round. Um, so I got to play with him, and it's the first time you know we'd ever played a game, and I had a good time with him just being able to play. And he played clones as well because that's what of he course. has. As was and the theme. He had a he had a Rex gun line, um, with a bark speeder. So he had, I think, four activations of clones, all with heavies. One of them was a phase two. Um, actually, one of them didn't have a heavy. I think one was a specialist that was in there, but the okay. rest of them had heavies in there. Um. Rex, and then the bark speeder had the laser cannon. Um, that was tough. Um, he started off with take that clankers, 
and wiped five squad down to just fives left in it in the first shot of the game with his oh phase twos. It was gross. Um, he rolled a ton of crits on me, and I did not block uh, hardly any uh, damage that came through there. I was like, well, that's a great start. So then I went with my uh, infantry support platform and fire supported in uh, my rocket squad into one of his phase one Z6s and knocked it down to its unit leader. So we pretty much just like traded clone trooper Jeez. activations um, nice. in the first two activations of the game there. <laughs> um, and, and then it was just kind of like a, a slog. We just went back and forth. Um, he moved his speeder in did some damage. Uh, he actually did another damage to fives. He kept split firing, trying to kill fives, um, who was kind of out in the open after his squad died. Um, and, and fives just kept blocking it. <laughs> and, Goodness. and so fives lived much longer than he should have by himself. Um, and those split fires, I think, were kind of costly because by the time we got to round three, I think I had cleared his bark speeder, um, uh, the phase one that I had almost wiped out, his phase, another phase one, and then he, and like half of his phase two unit. And so he had Rex, the um, specialist squad, and like half of his phase two unit left. And I had only lost the five squad and a couple of guys out of the rocket squad. And I think I had one damage on my bark speeder and it was just, and my flutter craft was flying around to um, pierce and clean up guys. And yeah, it was just pretty, pretty much done at that point. And we were playing uh, a breakthrough, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up with, I think three, uh, points on that and he had one because um, I was not able to table him. All he had left at the end of the game was Rex on one health. Um, could not quite get him off the table but um, <laughs> yeah it was it was brutal. Some of those giant fire support plays like I said are just really good. Even, even when fives was left he was able to add his fire support into I think it was the bark speeder and so just black. Yeah, like just, you know, just Still knocking good. that up from seven to ten dice just with fives. Um, and that bark speeder getting an aim on top of that as well. And most of the time being able to position those supports, um, able to position themselves to get, you know, shots in the open um, is really easy with the compulsory moves. And when you have the extra dice added onto it, it's just it's it's quite strong. Um, so I, again, I enjoyed rolling just handfuls of dice. <laughs> um, so I won the, I won the first round. So I went to the, uh, second round and my opponent was playing a palp list. Now I will say we were not playing that burst of speed and those kinds of things were legal because that might've changed some of the, these games for sure. Um, he had Palpatine, uh, an IRG, Two stormtroopers with medics, another naked stormtrooper, and I think that was it. So five activations, no heavies on anything except for the IRG, and then palp decked out. Um, right off the bat, I was like, well, I'm obviously not going to rush into him and do anything like that because it's bad. Right. Um, 
so I'm going to hang back, you know, try to max range as long as I can. And, and really my focus was to try to get rid of the IRG. Um, that's a good, he, that's a good goal. He, he had, um, force barrier, right? Yeah. I, um, I would hope. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, he had good that one on staple there. for pulp now. So it was like, no matter who I shot at, it was going to be difficult for me to do damage, right? Like the IRG yeah. are getting hits taken away from palp. If I hit palp, well, the IRG are guarding the shot. So what I decided is I was like, I'm going to go for the IRG because at least I have pierce on my flutter craft and I'm going to try to leverage some of that damage on that pierce um, into those IRG. What I have found out um, over the course of this day with the Fluttercraft is it is a really good kind of like skirmish unit because with uh-huh. its reposition, um, I know like T-47s, it, it's kind of hard to line up that rear shot sometimes with reposition on that Fluttercraft. I, I never had an issue with it all day long. Nice. Because every move you get to 90 degree turn, right? Like, so you just uh, compulsory move, turn a little bit, and then take your shot, and then move again, and then you turn so you're that way you're set up for the next turn. And you could be at, let's say, range four. You can move into range three, pivot, take your shot. And then move back out to range four. So if someone yeah. wants to come get you, they have to move they have to into come to you. Yeah, they have to come into you. And if you're playing a list like mine that has all these fire support plays, it's like whatever comes That's in is bad. now going to take a 12 or 13 dice fire support shot afterwards. Right. So you don't really want to do that too much either. So I really, I kind of split up my vehicles. I took the Fluttercraft one way. I took my bark speeder the other way and I left the infantry support platform kind of in the middle. So it could go either way, by the way, that infantry support platform overall, I don't know that it's like the greatest vehicle ever. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, build a list around it or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but that thing is fast because it is speed three. And when you can do speed two strafes on that big base, yeah, you can get almost anywhere. So in this game, I, there's like kind of a big uh, rocky pillar in the middle, and I just kind of put the infantry support platform right behind it, so that way I could strafe at speed two either way around it and have clear shots. So if we pushed Palp one way, I could easily just go the other way with it or come into him if I wanted to. Um, so it gave that speed gave a lot of options in these games with um, that speed three natural move and then the speed two strafes is is really interesting that of what you can do with that unit. So the Royal Guard lasted a little longer than I would have liked. I mean, but I used all of his medic charges on them uh, except for one, and I had them dead by the end of turn two. And Palp was not um, in a position to do anything yet. Mm. The thing is, is turn three, he was, um, and he did. (laughs) 
And I had my infantry support platform and my bark speeder where he got into range and he did Now You Will Die. Um, and he ended up uh, wiping both of them from full health off the board with Now You Will no. Die. Um, the thing is, is Palp was down to one health. And I still had Commander, both full phase ones, and my Fluttercraft. And he was down to Stormtroopers. One Stormtrooper unit with one charge left, the naked Stormtrooper, Palp on one health, and his other uh, Stormtrooper with the medic that had nothing left, no charges left. So um, at that point, I went with my Fluttercraft, you know, got that gun butt um, (laughs) right up into Palp there and just fire-supported um, with one of the phase ones just to make sure, like, even though he had one health left, I needed to make sure Palp was going to die. And so I just unloaded into him. Palp died. And at that point he was like, yeah, that's the game. I can't, I can't do anything. I, he's like, I have three activations left and you out activate me. Um, yeah. And, and there's no, he's like, there's no way I can contest the objectives with your speed that you have. Cause we were playing, um, pivotal positions and so being outnumbered we still had two rounds left where i had you know all those fire support plays that i could do between the clone commander or the the flutter craft and he was just like yeah we're not (laughs) i'm not gonna be able to do anything here (laughs) so he quit on that one um and so then i went into the last round round three against uh one of the guys that I end up playing all the time in events and we've been playing each other um, Levi and man I'm telling you that this guy plays clones all the time he's been he's always played them and I will tell you uh, it and I it probably just feels this way right but it seems like his red saves on clones are just so good <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so it makes it that I've, much I know harder. those people it, yeah, it just makes it that much harder, right? When you're like, all right, I uh, I got four damage in. You're like 50-50, right? Rolls, like, I should at least kill two guys here. And you don't kill any, and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> so um, he was playing Anakin, Padme, and then he had two phase ones with the shotguns and specialists, and then he had a naked phase one. I was not sure. Just I think we were both on the same footing. Neither one of us knew what to do with the list that was across from us. I'm like, gosh, you're going to share <laughs> so many tokens. And he's like, I don't know how I'm going to kill your armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it was it was interesting. We, we were playing uh, pivotal positions again. Okay. So that we had like a little bridge thing in the middle. Um, and then we put the other two, you know, on objectives that we could easily get and just went from there. So what I did, um, in this game with him, because I had no idea where Anakin was going is I had my phase ones a little back, a little protected, um, but where they could still fire support. All right. And then I took. Uh, the first turn, I moved a infantry support platform up just on its own, kind of out there, because it has armor and cover one. Like, it should be able to take, you know, quite a bit if 
if he were to even get in range. But again, he has shotguns on his phase one, so I'm, I wasn't really worried as much. Um, so I got right at to range three because that thing has that crazy speed three move. So I got to range three, which he was not ready for me to be at range three and just rolled this. I had the twin laser gun on it and just rolled the six black into him, um, with an aim. And I think I rolled, I think it was maybe four, four hits like I was talking about. And he just rolled all blocks. So he took no damage. I was like, Oh, that was my only open shot this turn. <laughs> and I, so I was like, oh, this could be rough. So then what I did, I was worried about where Anakin was going to go, which he kind of moved up the middle a little bit, but he had protection, so I wasn't able to um, do anything with him. So I just spent my first turn with my Bark Speeder and moved it up into one corner. Most of my army was kind of in like my bottom right-hand corner. And so I moved the bark to the top right-hand corner away from me. And then I moved my flitter craft to the bottom left-hand corner. So I essentially had my main force in my corner. And then I split the two supports on opposite ends of the board. So that way I could go either way, either come back and get Anakin or run away from him. If he came towards me um, with one of those vehicles. So what he ended up doing is he ended up just jumping in uh, with Anakin. I th I think it ended up being the third turn. Like, nothing really happened the second turn. I killed a few models out of one of his phase ones. Um, I think he put a couple damage. Yeah, he put a couple damage into my uh, fluttercraft, and that was pretty much it. We just did a little bit of posturing because we were both being very cautious about what was going on. And then turn three... I like I knew it was coming because at the end of turn two he had jumped Anakin over to where he was in position to get into my clone troopers right, so I knew Anakin was coming in with his one pip, um, and it was gonna hurt. So I ended up playing, uh, what is it, Attack of the Clones, the mm -hmm. the three pip just to give my clone surge tokens because I knew he was coming in and I was gonna try to you know block as much damage as I could. And this is where I feel like the game like really swung in my favor because I had already I was able to be sneaky with the bark the turn before and got a couple of wounds on Anakin. Um, so he was already wounded. He jumped in on fives and I was like, well, five squads dead. And so he ended up he no aim because he had a double move. Um, he rolled five out of six and I rolled three blocks and two surges and spent both of those surge tokens to block all five. So I only lost three guys and fives was left alive in the squad. Um, and so then I had my whole turn. So I was able to then back out with fives, just retreat out of that combat. And then I had my infantry support platform sitting right there, and I just fire supported my other phase one into him and murdered him. <laughs> and then I was like, boom, looking for this. Yeah, you know, when you're rolling, it was, I had two aims on it because I gave it an order. Oh, no, no, it only had one aim. That was right, because I did the attack of the clones. So it only had one aim, but one aim with, what is that, six black from the craft, and then another five black one red one white from the the phase 
one is it's just so much um and then after that it was just kind of clean up i had my bark flying around you know poking at the back of his units and then the fluttercraft was just taking the shots you know to get the pierce through and slowly Mm -hmm. pick away at the the troopers and and stuff and so by the end of it i mean i had my clone commander fives and my bark was at like half health. The uh-huh. fluttercraft was at half health. But again, they were just, I had all of my activations still alive. And so it was one of those things where I just out activated him again and was able to, you know, claim all the objectives. And especially with the maneuverability of the, the supports, it was just, nice. you know, one of those things. It, what I found interesting with that list, um, overall though was how often i actually burned my like one pips in the first couple turns of the game because it was skirmish um and just to get huge fire support plays off early in the game and hopefully you know get up even more on activations yeah get up early on yeah yeah that makes i mean that makes sense i can see it yeah it was interesting i uh, like the game against Anakin, I went back to back one pips to start the game. And yeah, just I to mean, get, makes, I was trying to get sense. open shots, um, you know, when I could, and I had the the opportunity to get them. And even in that list, like I said, with that clone commander, you still have pretty good activation control because he gives to fives, and then you know fives gives to the you know other phase one. So. Um, it, it was interesting. Like I said, the infantry support platform, not something I'm going to build a list around, um, but an interesting piece. Like, I wonder if you had, like, a saber tank and then an infantry support platform. Like, if that would be a good combo at 800. Yeah. There, I think there's some play with it. It's, I mean, it's fairly cheap. I, I decked it out a little bit with the pilot and the link targeting array, but in 800, I don't... I don't think you ever put link targeting array on it. I don't know that you're ever going to get it at, you know, orders that much. Um, The thing that I would really be interested in trying with it at 800 points is actually the beam cannon. Oh yeah. I love the beam cannon. Yeah. I wish they, I wish the beam cannons in general were a little better, but um, I feel like that could be a really interesting play with that speed on that thing. And the ability to strafe at speed two or move forward at speed three and then mm-hmm. have a beam cannon at range four. <laughs> like that, that could be a really interesting way, if nothing else, to get a bunch of suppression on on troops early, especially like, you know, phase one squads who get punished for losing those actions or, you know, or, or the stormtroopers even just throwing suppression on them. So yeah. it'll, it, it'll be interesting. Um, like I said, I never had any problems with the fluttercraft getting that rear arc in there and rolling a, a, a bow caster that has two red and two black on it feels real strong. <laughs> oh, I haven't done it, but it sounds, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, it, from everyone, what everyone's told me, if I can start a sentence from what everyone's told me about it, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to try the bombs with overrun and all that, but I think uh-huh. that's a much different list than I ran at 500 points. Makes I feel sense. like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have more of an aggressive list at that because 
those things that's the thing those things are not durable it's not like a bark speeder that you know maybe can take a shot from a full unit like Mm -hmm. it's probably going down to a full unit that gets to like aim and shoot at it so it's something you got to be really careful with but i would be i am interested to get an 800 point game to the table with three of them and like i said kind of just use them as skirmish vehicles and have that like sit them at range four move them up into range three shoot and and then go back i mean and there is a way that you can do it even in turn one where let's say you had battle lines right where you're outside of range four yeah because of the size of those bases they're huge by the way they're not like bark speeder size they're the they're bigger than that um i think you i think Richie said they were like land speeder size yeah and so you can you can move from range four with their compulsory move all the way into range three spin yeah. shoot and then spin and move back and be at range four like past range four again so even with a trooper's move shoot they can't get to you like because they'll just be at range three so I I think if you can I think if you can skirmish with the bowcasters they could be really good um and again if you're keeping if you're running them with something like a tank where the focus is on that tank instead of those flutter crafts or if you push forward real hard to try to get to a flutter craft you have to deal with a tank or a saber user or something like that I think they have some room for that bowcaster. I know a lot of people were just instantly thinking the bombs, <laughs> which I yeah, don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. They well, are quite the good, too. The, the, the bombs are really good, too, and there's a lot of good plays with those. I just worry when I play them with white saves that they're just going to poof as soon as I you know, make a good play with them. And so, yeah, it was interesting. And running um, one of those and then a bark speeder like on top of it was um, – was fun so like that could that could be too like in an 800 point maybe i run a couple of bark speeders and then one of the flutter crafts and just kind of use that flutter craft as a really mobile either fire support platform or just clean up with that pierce and just clean up you know activations that i left a guy or two on makes but yeah yeah i think that i think you're right there's some like i said i like to try new stuff when I'm playing 500 points. So you get to try things like that. Like every game that Fluttercraft was doing something on turn one. So I really got to see what it felt like every time and didn't have to sit and, you know, dance around with it for two turns and 800 points before I got to do something with it. Um, so it was, it was fun to, to play those. So, yeah, I actually ended up winning my event. Like I said, we didn't really play for cards or anything like that. Um, those are just given out faction wise uh, to the best of you know his ability when we had so many clone players yeah um, but uh the our local to does a really good job he prints out like wooden signs and uh 3d prints some stuff um onto them that say stuff well this time i i think it's a 3d printed i don't know it's got some heft to it but he printed out a little yoda statue and painted it gold um so oh, i have cool. this cool little like miniature yoda statue (laughs) nice so yeah it was it was good fun it was a good change because we've been doing 800 at my local store 
uh, I don't even know that we've ever played a 500-point tournament. So it was nice to just change things up a little bit. Sounds like we're going to be playing 500 at Muncie for the next few months. So yeah, you definitely I, want to get in on one of these. It's time to come. It's time to come to Muncie, people. Yeah, I, I I love playing 500, especially when I go to Muncie because there's a lot of different people that show up there, and I like I like meeting new people or playing with people that I haven't played with before. Because mm-hmm. Richie and I are local guys, like together we play each other at every tournament, like it's almost inevitable. <laughs> yep. And so like when I go, travel all the way down to Muncie with Richie and play him one of my two 800 point games, <laughs> I'm just like. Uh, well, like I could have done this at my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like I like playing uh, 500 for multiple different reasons. Uh, but I, like you said at the beginning, it's you know it's just a little more fun, a little more casual, yeah. not as not as hyper competitive as 800 can get sometimes. Yep. And if you lose a game, like it's an hour, right? Like yeah, you, you're get, done. you can usually just fit three on. rounds in. <laughs> Yeah, so... So, no, moving on... Mo- I was going to say, moving on from the skirmish stuff, which I definitely recommend. Go find your local store. Go find out where they're playing. Go find out if they can get a skirmish kit. And then if not, figure out how far it is to Indiana and go play there. Because uh, <laughs> we we got them going on in Fort Wayne and Muncie. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and... I just want to do like a little quick travel through time and go through the... Uh, the year. So I'm trying to think of everything that got released for Legion this year. And I was thinking, and while I was thinking about it, I realized, I think this is the first like full official year that AMG has had control over Legion. Like that they've been in charge of Legion. Like, I think has that been the full year? Cause yeah, it happened the, yeah, last the year full, where they got right, transition, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it wasn't it yeah last year that they took over so yeah this would be the full full year right that they have been in charge so as far as legion goes amg uh, the first full amg year of star wars legion had we saw lando and callus we saw the laatle and the aa5 we saw the specialists for the clone wars factions we saw the the kashyyyk wave that has just hit. And then I think that's pretty much it that's come out this year, unless I'm unless there's something I'm missing, but I'm pretty sure that's everything that came out like this year. And uh I you know, I summarized a lot of the Kashyyyk wave down, but that you know, that was still a lot of units. Oh and yeah, I'm there was a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm still counting Yoda and everything with that as well. Yeah. So, well, and I guess to be fair, while AMG was in charge, right, like all of this stuff is still Fantasy Flight. This, right? this stuff is, yes, yes. They work we so far ahead that we're still yeah, seeing I, things that FFG made and we're working yep. on. And honestly, we'll probably, I, I would guess most of next year is still going to be mostly, if not all, FFG stuff. I think if or they got everything. Yeah, I think if they got everything on release schedule as far as they had planned originally, we would have started to see the AMG stuff like next month or the month after. Yeah, but every, is what I think everything we were told got that, like, delayed, right? <laughs> yeah, at the start of this year, 
like in March when they had the first mini stravaganza. Um, I think that was the plan was they were going to have it and the new AMG stuff to be like at the start of next year. That's obviously not the case, but you know how much of that is in your control and how much isn't. So, right. So we had a lot of, a lot of fun units come out this year. Um, probably my favorite's got to be the AA five and maybe the clone commander just for the purpose of, uh, these stupid janky lists that I got to throw together for one of the last formats they came out with. That was a fun the, list. <laughs> the, um, what was it? The improvised warfare. That was called. Oh, I just had it and now it's gone. Um, <laughs> unconventional warfare. Unconventional. Yep. There it is. Um, yeah, we had a blast with that. I hope we're, I hope we're going to be doing that again soon. Cause that was, that was a ton of fun. Yeah, uh, I really like those. My list that I would have played is now a lot more expensive, so I don't know if that'll still be the case of what I play. But what were you gonna say? Sorry. No, I was just saying that I have, I really like those ultimate alternate formats. It just changes stuff up, like again from that 800 point grind that is all the time. They're just a new. It's like a new set of rules and things that you can play around with, and it's just fun to play around with it. Yeah, and you, and you don't have to, right? Like, you could come and use one of those formats and play against someone who has just a normal 800-point list and someone else who has the other end of the spectrum format, right? Like, <laughs> it's just fun. It's fun to see what people come up with, like your list with all the clone commanders. Yeah, with literally five clone command. Well, no, four clone commanders and Rex, I think it was. Yeah, but you had... Was- you had awesome order control <laughs> oh it was great order control it was amazing you uh, pretty much just yeah. had your commanders in the stack every round yep it was it was all four um four clone commanders four phase one clones and then rex and it was <laughs> the rex star you didn't expect <laughs> yeah it was, it was fun the, the commander star <laughs> um it was very fun I, I, we did an episode on conventional warfare, so go back and listen to that and check that out. Um, that was a ton of fun. So that, I mean, that happened. They did the bounty. Um, they did the bounty stuff this year as well. The new bounty format, which I've still not played. The, the hunter and the hunted, or whatever it's called. I, I haven't played it yet, but I really want to try it. We didn't get to yeah. do it at Muncie yet, so I'm hoping we get to do it like maybe after the skirmish tournaments and stuff, just to get to some more fun, fun things to play that aren't skirmish. Yeah, that would be cool. I haven't played that one yet either. And then we also got the Shadow Collective announced, which we can talk more about when we're talking about future stuff. Um, let's see. Online stuff that happened. You know, we had a couple seasons of uh, Invader League, obviously, went through. Um, stores are starting. Oh, uh, well, online stuff. I was going to say stores are opening back up, and then I was like, wait, no. Online stuff. We also did uh, Team League. Which, yeah, um, gosh. Team League, that seems like fun. forever ago. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. It almost does. <laughs> but I, but it's going to be feeling pretty fresh here soon because uh, uh, the, the winners, the top four from Hero League, have moved up to Champion Circle, including ourselves. So we're going to be playing a Champion Circle next month. That ought to be fun. And we'll and get we'll, we'll, see. We'll, just, 
We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say we'll see um, everybody back in the lower bracket tournament next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you all in Hero League next season is what we're saying. Yep. <laughs> we're just calling it now. And if we call it now, that's our own win. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, so aside from online stuff, the stores are obviously opening back up over the course of this entire year. Your store might not have been open at the start of 2021, but it probably is now. And they're probably getting back to the op kits in, and the fun stuff. AMG's first op kit obviously dropped, like I said earlier. So, I mean, that... That's a great way for stores to open back up and give their uh, and give their demos another or give their uh, events another uh, fresh coat of paint. So lots of I mean, lots of stuff happened. You might you might think about it in its current state and just think that, like, nothing really happened in Legion. But I mean, that's a whole list of stuff that all happened just in 2021. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, how crazy the quote-unquote meta has been oh and the points change yeah and it's completely shifted everything (laughs) yeah i mean when the a5s dropped it became all of a sudden we changed from that kind of like gun line meta to now this like heavily armored meta meta. and then the points changed and now you're seeing a you know and all that and you're seeing a lot of resurgence of empire and vader Yeah, the a, Empire. and then, you know, I mean, we've already seen some of it, too, because, you know, uh, here we are in the United States where we're the only ones who don't have Yoda and Wookiees, but you're seeing yep. it elsewhere, too, like Yoda is very popular, Wookiees are very popular, um, so, yeah, there's just been, like, a lot of meta, crazy meta changes over the course of one year, just been jammed with all these all these different ideas and and things to to try and plug in and whatever. So it's been it's been crazy. Yeah, and it's it's fun to think about just like all the things that have been added into Legion just in the course of the one year. And it's pretty it's 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 nice it's nice to see like the once you like write everything out and kind of like look at it and you think you know that all happened in one year like. Where are we going to be in another year from now? And I yeah. feel like now that I feel like AMG's kind of like trying to pick up steam and trying to get a little bit of uh, trying to get a little bit of the Legion game going. You know, it's a it's a train is kind of like how I want to compare it. You know, like the train once it starts is like slow chugging. You know what I mean? Like when the train first starts going, it's like real slow to start like moving the wheels and everything and then at one point when it finally hits top speed it just goes yeah it'll be interesting to see once you know we really get into amg you know making a lot of decisions and changes and stuff um it'll be interesting to see how things go with them at the helm yeah because what also happened this year was we've pretty much we've we've lost our original uh our original forefathers of legion absolutely um, which was a probably the worst thing that's ever happened in the game i'll just be flat out (laughs) yeah it was i I feel like it was a (laughs) real sad (laughs) like when those came along those were huge surprises to i I mean i want to say all of us everyone 
Yeah, like I don't think anybody was expecting that because I felt like, you know, the the two of them there that were, you know, heading up this game, you know, Luke and um, Alex, Alex, um, were just doing a really good job Mm -hmm. of, you know, coming out with quality stuff, listening to the community, making sure, you know, those points balances, you know, came and were also well thought out and not just, you know, making crazy decisions one way or another on those. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I felt like it was in a really good state, and then all of a sudden, so much changed, right? You know, FFG is no longer running it. Alex isn't in charge anymore. Then we were like, okay, well, we have Luke, right? And then Luke's not around either, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, for a while, there was a lot of, you know, the sky is falling with Legion, right? And, yeah. But, uh, I mean, we survived it, right? It's Legion is still here. We still it's got a still, ton of releases. We still, still have, releases. yep, we still have a ton on the horizon that's coming out, um, including like you know you had talked about the Scum faction, yeah. um, Shadow Collective. That, yeah, that I think uh, a ton of people have been calling for from the beginning and are excited about, and so. I think we'll see, just like we did with Clone Wars, we'll see another resurgence, you know, of the game and an influx so of new players when when that comes out. Um, I think that'll it, be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, this game is still an infant. You know, it has a long way to to grow and, and move forward. And with a IP like Star Wars, I... I don't see AMG being able to run it into the ground, <laughs> you know, even if they wanted That's to, which which positive? is not their intention. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, they, right, they want to do a good job, whether they live up to the uh, lofty expectations of, of our community. Cause you know, we're so passionate about it all. Um, yeah. But it, the game will be around. That is one thing that I know. This game will be around for a while, even if it even means if, the community even if takes the over. Death Star and, blew up, and we only had a like blew the planet up, and then we only had a couple random survivors left of this community. <laughs> we would still have a game. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's it's gonna be around. It's gonna we're gonna have some fun with this game for a long time. But Paul, there's a lot of things that transpired just within just within our office, just within That's true. our home. You know, this is your first year that you've been not your. I don't think the first full year, not yet, but the first year that when when Bob stepped down as Dice Times co-host, and then you stepped yeah. up, and and it's been it's been a wild, awesome ride with you the whole year, man. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't the entire year, but you know, when we come up on that, it'll be a whole year with you, and and it's been awesome. Yeah, and I and and just to revisit, uh, you know, what you had said earlier, uh, unfortunately, you know, Bob had to step down. I, you know, I we both love Bob. Um, oh yeah, and want the best for Bob, and it's really unfortunate that you know things uh, this year has not been super kind to Bob. Um, and I, I know that he, he still listens. <laughs> and, oh yeah, he does. He does. He talks, we talk all the time. 
Yeah, and I I I appreciate Bob, and I was I, I was flattered to be asked to uh, try to fill his shoes there, um, because you know I like I said I enjoy Bob, I love Bob, and I I want the best for him too, and so I know this year hasn't been kind to him, and I, I'm hoping that next year as we turn the corner here, um, we'll have some changes for that. Yeah, I was gonna say we need to bring him on. Next Absolutely. year when he's up, when he's feeling up to it, I'd love to have a cast of all three of us. I think we've done that once. I think have we only yep. done that once. Yeah, we got to do I, it again. <laughs> yeah, back back when you guys invited me on as a guest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we had that. Um, Tr- my girlfriend Trista became our our official manager as well. Absolutely. Which it was an awesome thing to all kind of fall into place as we all three tackled our first major con showing, which was at Gen Con. Where yeah, we, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, where we dem where there were no official Legion events, unfortunately, but we did bring the spirit of Legion with us as we had what I think were the only Legion games that I know of uh, at Gen Con, where we demo tabled. We definitely uh, showed off uh, some Clone Wars and some Galactic Civil War demo tables and had tons of people come up and ask us questions and play some demo games. And it was a lot of fun to have uh, to have Paul and Trista with me uh, to, to do that and had to have everyone there with us, uh, everyone coming up and, here, you know, talking about the game, talking about their love of Star Wars, talking about the podcast and uh where everybody was from it was a super fun super fun experience and all three of us i feel like did a great job managing it um yeah it was a lot of fun to see people even just that were walking down the hall you know look over and be like oh that's star wars like and come and take pictures (laughs) of the boards and stuff and they have you know, even if they had no interest in miniature games or whatever, but they they saw Star Wars and they came running. Um, right. <laughs> it was it was cool to see you know some of those people too who just love Star Wars and you know could easily see you know you you brought some good terrain to to showcase that right to to show like hey this is Star Wars you can tell this is Star Wars from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> or you can maybe think it's Infinity for half a second and then. And then realize shortly after it's Star Wars. <laughs> and and Trista did a great job talking to everybody as well while excuse me, while we were running games and stuff. Um, and handing out the uh, the first the first run and collaboration effort between Bob and I, which was pretty much the last thing that we started working on before he stepped down and uh, I finished up pretty much as Paul was getting on the show, which was uh, the the first official run of Dice Time alternate art cards. We did have the, um, I don't know if I want to call, I want to call the first official like series run because we, our first official card are the cards that Bob printed, the, the alt art cards that Bob printed um, with his Captain Rex drawing. And yeah. then was, and then the UI done by, I think Cammy, Cammy's custom cards. Uh, and then he printed those and those were great. And then I went in and we were, we wanted to do more, 
but Cammy gets so overloaded, you know, she gets a million requests for a million different things from all the people. So we were like, we'll, I was like, I can do this too. I was like, I can do this. We'll be fine. And so I was like, well, you know, we'll let her do her thing. Cause she's got, she's got a lot on her plate, but we don't want to bog her down. And so we were like, we'll, we'll do it. So I, so I let Bob do the drawings and then I would do the UI layout. And I like to think that I did a pretty good job. I, I did. Uh, I, I, this is where I look into the camera and I go, I'm something of a Photoshop artist myself. <laughs> you did, but you we, did a good job. The cards look, the cards look <laughs> great. I, 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 I was worried that you bit off a little more than you could chew there when you first started, but they came out really good. I, I mean, I put on my, I put on my Photoshop resume for people that I once spent three hours, um, undoing the watermarks on an image so that I could use it for a school project and not have to pay, I think $4 <laughs> on a website. <laughs> and I just spent the time. I was like, all right. I was like, literally only my professor is going to be the one to see this, but I need this image because he's really high strung on wanting a good high quality image. And then I was like, but I don't want to spend the money. And then I just sat for like <laughs> three hours and just like, unwatermarked it as best I could with Photoshop. And I was like, wow, I did that. That wasn't worth it at all. But now I can say I did it. <laughs> yeah. It was just, I was just kind of practicing at that point, just like using like stamp tools and stuff. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm a criminal anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I, aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all on the inside? Anyway, um, but yeah, so the, uh, the 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 dice time cards were a fun thing to hand out at uh at the con. We also did it. I handed them out pretty much every every time I see people now. Paul, whenever I get to see you next, I'll be giving you some more so that you can hand some out to people that you see, probably in Fort Wayne or wherever you go. Yeah, and, I'll uh, definitely we'll do- pass them out at some events. And we got to and we got to get more printed of the ones that we already made, and I want to get more designed and done as Paul or as Bob gets to uh, send me more art that he's proud of. Because uh, it is super good. The the Bob's art is awesome, and everyone that I've given them to have told me that they love the cards or that they look great, and they're super happy and excited to get them. Um, we even gave a copy to unofficial future guest sam witwer (laughs) (laughs) and i'll give him that title and he won't even know and so it's fine right but i but yeah like we met sam witwer and i got to talk i got to talk to him a little bit it was the same weekend at gen con but he was in cincinnati so we there's a whole episode about it you can go back and listen to it but we met i got to meet sam witwer with uh with trista and we got to talk to him real briefly about legion because we knew that he's He's played Legion and talked about Le- in the Legion minis and stuff before. And hopefully, I don't have to be his first game, okay? But I don't have to be Sam Witwer's first game of Legion. I will be, but I but I don't have to be. But I would love, my Legion dream now is just to play him in a game. That's all I want. And I told, him, awesome. I told him one day I want to do it. I told him one, way, one day, hopefully I want to do it. And he was just like, well, man, you'd cream me. He's like, he's like, you're, he's like, you're a content creator for this game. And he's like, I've never even played it yet. And I was just like, well, and Tr- Trista was just like, no, he's a good teacher. 
would be so, awesome. It'd be so yeah, cool. Yeah, one day. One day. I'm setting that goal. New Year's resolution, except I don't know if I can get it done in the next year, but uh, we'll, we'll just keep making it my New Year's resolution until, <laughs> until it happens. <laughs> That's how goals work, right? Yeah, I think so. You just keep wishing it until it happens, right? <laughs> right. So speaking of New Year's and future resolutions and things paul we've got the shadow collective to look forward to dice time in case anybody's not picked up on context clues yet dice time is still going to be going strong going into this new year we do not have any plans to retire it and if you know if we if if we hit tragedy and we can't do the show anymore then we get there when we get there but we're not planning on digging our own grave and placing ourselves inside of it Podcasts have come and gone, but dice time is still going. Not on schedule, obviously, but when we can, when we can, once a month, we're still hitting that mark. Mostly. We make our own schedule. We make we work from home. Have you not picked up on this yet? <laughs> uh, there's supposedly going to be Worlds next year. Um, be that some. should be. We'll, we'll see. You Don't know, think so, you said? We're supposed to get Yoda and Wookiees next year. Did you I say mean, you don't think we're going to get Worlds? Oh, no, no, no. I I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, I thought, you said <laughs> don't, I thought you said don't think so when I said no. we were going to get Worlds. No. Nope. No. Okay. We're just excited for Yoda and some Wookiees. Yeah? Um, yeah. No, I, I'm really excited for those. Those models are gorgeous, and I want some. I'm pretty sure we've had three different three or four different entire RRGs and metas while we've been waiting for this Worlds to happen. And yeah. I don't even want to think that far back. That was at the start of 2020, where I thought Worlds was going to happen, like, next month. And we've gone through, like, three different iterations of the game since then, at least. Yeah, that's why, at this point, with everything that's gone on in the past, what, couple years here... Yeah, I just I just take it as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We we were talking about it last night. We were talking about narcissistic optimism. Yeah. <laughs> basically setting the bar so low that when the worst outcome doesn't happen but just barely, that it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it it succeeds your expectations because your expectations are so low. That's just how you get through life, man. Yeah, well, that's right, how I, mean, I get through life. <laughs> Well, right now, I, uh, Legion's definitely not in that predicament. I oh, no, I've, no. But There's been some nice big tournaments lately, a lot of life in a general, lot of positive stuff yeah. going on, for sure. Yeah. And we'll, um, we'll get through this pandemic, so. whatever, or just new normal of diseases, uh, you know, in our world. We'll Please get there. Legion Academy is also still going to be going strong, as far as I know. And they're supposedly going to be going to the Dallas Open. So yeah, hopefully if people get to do that, that should I think that's in May. And if if I'm able to swing that, I will go as well. But I don't know that I'm going to be able to. So no promises yet. But, you know, if yeah. we get the ship running and we get a sh- and we get a working ship that fast and that far and we can pay for the we can pay for the fuel, I might be able to swing that. We'll see. I got a. I would like to go there too. Yep, I used to live in Texas. I got a buddy who is in that area who runs a very large Airbnb business. Uh, so maybe nice. 
Maybe I can find some lodging. <laughs> and we've got a champion circle next month, like we said earlier. So that'll be the start of that. That'll be that'll be exciting. That'll be team camaraderie, team lackluster back together. Yeah, we we have to live up to our names this time. Just hashtag lackluster, hashtag true, team average, <laughs> uh, and hashtag Captain Jace. <laughs> yeah, it's all about Jace. How many times has Jace been fired and rehired as our captain? Well, actually, I can answer that question. How many rounds did we have? <laughs> about that many. <laughs> about that many. And he still is the only one who knows anything about what we're doing, and the rest of us are just clueless. Are we still doing this? When is it happening? <laughs> all right. So I guess with that, with all the things that we have to look forward to, the last question I have for you, Paul, is what – or I guess I have two last questions, but one of them is – do you have any New Year's resolutions, Legion-wise or otherwise, that you'd like to share? Oh, Anything my gosh. Well, I mean, I always have goals for Legion. Um, as, I, as I look up and see the stack of boxes on the top of my <laughs> desk that is reaching yep. my ceiling and is running out of room. Um, Actually I have got a, most of mine packed. Got so a yeah, very, I, I'm doing the same. Very large backlog that I need to get through. Um, but years ago, I made it my New Year's resolution to not make any New Year's resolutions ever again, and it's still going <laughs> strong. So that's just good. Um, that's a good goal, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one going, but um, I definitely my paint cue for Legion is something that I want to continue to work on. Um, I got stuff everywhere, all over the place that needs to be painted. So, and it's not the only game that I need to paint for either. So, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in that same boat. <laughs> I'm trying to like, I like usually cut in the middle of whatever I'm painting, and then when I, if I pick up a new game, and then just try to paint everything from that, so I can call it done and feel better about myself, and then go back. Yeah. So I'm currently painting all my Zinvaded stuff that I picked up at Gen Con. And I'm I actually done with it. Yeah, I've actually gone back and forth between painting some some board game miniatures um, and things like that too. Um, I have a game that I finished painting not too long ago called Stuff Fables, um, and just had to change it up. Right, I could not yeah, paint any more stormtrooper armor or clone <laughs> trooper armor, and I needed to paint some, you know animal fur or whatever yeah. to, to change it up a bit and just a new color palette sometimes like i went from like star wars to like doing the marvel crisis protocol stuff and i felt totally refreshed like it was a whole new color palette and everything to work with and it was just awesome absolutely yeah i have um i have a couple like that that i have to switch back and forth between because it's just it's too much <laughs> So there you have uh, some recommendations for you, folks. If you need a New Year's resolution and you don't want to make a New Year's resolution, just say you'll paint. And then don't set any higher goal than that. Just say you'll paint some models, and that'll feel good. Um, my, I, I do. So I was, I'm normally in your boat. I usually don't make any New Year's resolutions, but actually I do have one this year. And it's not Legion-related, uh, except for Play Sam Whitworth. Um, my... My official New Year's resolution, which actually will kind of tie into Dice Time a little bit, is I want 
to start making more of a footprint digitally. So like usually people will say the opposite of this. They usually say, I want to swear off social media or I want to do less social media. I'm kind of doing the opposite. So I'm saying I want to do more social media because I actually don't post that often as far as my own Facebook page, because like for the past two years, I haven't even had a working camera on my phone. Um, and my battery has been absolute crap. So I usually just use my phone for messenger and that's pretty much it. I'll look at some posts. I'll like some, I'll comment on one or two. And then like, I really just don't post anything. And I'm kind of not super happy with it because I'm thinking like, wow, how much has changed in like two years of my life? And I have almost no like photos that I took in order to show it. So I just got a new phone recently because my phone finally was unable to be used. And I'm like, okay, with this New Year's resolution, I want to post more and I want to leave like more of a digital footprint to actually show that I've got I can actually look back on stuff because I'm I have a terrible memory, so I need photos and things to look back on. <laughs> and I love looking I like at it. people's like memory posts and stuff. So and that should tie into Dice Time too, because I want to do more posts with Dice Time and start engaging more with uh, letting people know when we're going to be putting stuff up and when we're doing other events and stuff. So I want to do more of those posts as well. So that's how that ties into Dice Time as well. I like it. Paul, any. Uh, the other question that I had for you was, do you have any uh, final words of encouragement for, or any final thoughts as we close out 2021? Man, 2021. It's been crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what next year is going to bring, but I, I'm ready. I'm excited I'm here for, for it. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm already planning. I went to Gen Con for the first time this year. I know it wasn't normal Gen Con, right? Um, Pretty much. I'm, exci I'm excited. Adepticon is the close um, event for me. Um, it's back this year. I'm excited to go. Nice. I'm excited to go to Gen Con again. I'm definitely going back. Um, you know, I'm excited to get back back and do some of those things um there's been a lot of being stuck in the house and and all of that and i am still got to be careful don't get me wrong it's still out there it's not we haven't eradicated this disease yet we haven't played enough pandemic on it to to get rid of this one but um we're getting we're, there we're getting there um we'll we'll keep making you know strides and I, i'm ready to just Get out there, meet some more people, play some more games, you know, have a good time. I think that was perfectly put. I don't know that I can say it that much better. Put it, put, Go put your best foot forward and stride into the new year and just know that just like life, Legion, or rather, hang on, just like Legion, life can really surprise you in the last activation of turn six <laughs> or turn five. If you're playing skirmish or turn five, if you're playing skirmish, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you play skirmish life, but it works for me. It's, it's, <laughs> if you just take your, you just take your life in chapters, I suppose. <laughs> it's like anything light, right? Just a little shorter <laughs> life light, just a little bit shorter. <laughs> 
Uh, That's a perfect. little morbid. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's like, am I do do I need to pay for a better subscription to Life, or do I just get Life Light by default? Like, am, am I playing Life on the free version? It doesn't feel like the free version. I feel like I'm paying for it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like I'm paying for it right now. Oh. Is Life pay to win? Oh no. Well, anyway, with that, <laughs> with all e- these either way. 2022 is going to be a dice time for sure. Ah, perfect. I love it. Well, I hope that everyone had a dice time in 2021. And I hope, yes, that we have a good, solid dice time in 2022. Um, I'm going to be... Next month ought to be really interesting because we're going to be... I'm going to be moving at the end of this month into at Dayton, Ohio. So if I know any... So if any of you are listening out from that area... um, Let's 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 find a let's find a game store to meet at and let's play some Legion. I'm ready to bring I'm ready to bring Dice Time over to Dayton. Um, so I'm still going to be going to Muncie and everything. I'm actually going to be like ten minutes closer that way, and I should be bringing one or two new people along uh, who live in the area as well. So that ought to be a lot of fun. But I'm just going to give a pre warning for January's episode might be a little delayed just because moving is going to be hectic. But we'll do our best. We will get you an episode sometime in January. Um, and then hopefully we can get back to our schedule of being the first Sunday of each month. But anyway, all that aside is a little update. I hope everyone has a dice time in 2022. And, uh, Paul, I think this is the last of the boxes in this little hideout. So, uh, I say we start making our way to the spaceport. Let's go. Got to get out of here. We need to change the scenery. I'm ready for it. I don't even know where we're going to go first, but it's going to be great. As long as it's with you, buddy. I'm cool with wherever we go. Absolutely. Well, until everyone next time, I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. Go out and make next year even better. Good night.